Today on CityCast Philly, if you couldn't tell by now, I'm a huge football fan. I'm a team mom on my son's youth football team, and I'm an Eagles fan. In my household, football and food just go together. So before the Birds home opener, I've got to talk to someone who knows the game and how to navigate a menu. It's Thursday, September 15th, 2022. I'm Trinae Nuri, and this is CityCast Philly. John Barchard, host of the Eagles podcast, Bell and the Birdmen. Why are you an Eagles fan? Oh, man, that is a great question. And it's Buddy Ryan. Like, it is, that is the first taste of Eagles fandom that I got was this vicious, just dirty, awesome defense of, you know, all these Hall of Famers and probably what still goes throughout the city here and why we still yell about, the, you know, the defense not doing so good. And it's, it's always kind of to that standard. So I think most of that, the snarl, the understanding, the cool colors. I mean, it was Kelly Green. The logo was awesome. I was this Midwestern kid who didn't really have an identity for a football team. And that was my first taste of like, oh, what are they all about? And then I moved right. to the city in 1995. And I think that was Ray Rhodes' first year. And if you don't know Ray Rhodes, that's okay. Uh, he wasn't here that long, but uh, he had a lot of good quotes. He got the Eagles into the playoffs when nobody thought they would. And Pretty much from there on, it was a, a lifetime, a religion, and many other things that we surround the Philadelphia Eagles with. So the Eagles have always been those underdogs. And you know what underdogs is? It's a hungry dog. Yeah, there was no Super Bowls in here. I mean, like, that was right. that first taste of glory in 2017 was the biggest drink of water of all time. And, you know, it... it it is never thought of uh, that way. Like the, the national media, I think for a long time, if you've been an Eagles fan, just ignores, you know, the city as a whole. They're just like, oh, it's just a bunch of gnarly fans that don't know what's going on. But we're just, right. we, we love the idea of winning, you know, multiple championships and getting respected. And, you know, even if it doesn't happen like a dynasty, like a Tom Brady or, you know, any of those big dynasty teams like that, that we, we've known to come and love as football fans in general, uh, you know, we just want our proper respect. And, and, and I think we've gotten that finally now. So it's a little bit of a different tempo than it was, you know, back when Buddy Ryan in the 80s and 90s and even when Andy Reid got here, which was the kind of the bigger success. And I think what made everybody an Eagles fan. What did you think of the Lions game on Sunday? And you were in Detroit, right? Oh, yes. Uh, thanks to our good friends over at phillysportstrips.com. Uh, we are flying across the country to be with, uh, you know, every Eagles game uh, on the road. And we got a big treat. Oh, wow. Every game? Every single game. Yeah, we are wow. so excited about that. And the stadium was gorgeous. Like, it was so loud. You were in a hostile environment. And, you know, <laughs> it was it was great to have the, the, the odds flipped on us. But I, I can't lie. The first like quarter, I was just like biting my nails. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Isn't that like a typical thing for a lot of Eagles fans? Like, we just are like so unsure <laughs> if we, <laughs> if things are not looking our way, like at the beginning of the game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it, the season is over in the first quarter if it doesn't go right. right. You know, like the Lions scored right away and it's just like, oh, here we go again. Nothing right. improved. I bet you Jalen Hurts can't even throw. And then, you know, right. uh, <laughs> maybe an offensive struggle here and there. Yeah, we don't we don't have a lot of patience and uh, that's on the record and that's OK. But 
I feel the same way, Trinae. Like I say, I say awful, weird things all the time in the moment. Like I don't mean to, to fire Nick Sirianni. I'm just very upset at like what's going on in front of me. So I totally get it. What do you think? How will our birds do for the rest of the season? Oh, I'm really optimistic. So uh, probably not <laughs> the person to talk to in terms of like trying to knock anybody down from a pedestal. I think, Trinae, this team has every opportunity to go to the Super Bowl and been on the record to say so. I think or if you don't know by now, you will know who A.J. Brown is because he is yeah. a complete game changer for the franchise, a brand new wide receiver. He came from Tennessee, and I don't think he was appreciated as much as he will be here. And speaking of that Detroit game, had a had a great coming out party. And uh, I think that's just the tip of the iceberg of what they could do. Now, uh, if you're just kind of looking at the Eagles from far and above, their defense isn't so good right now. So that's the biggest yeah. concern in the city. And uh, <laughs> as long as it just gets a little better, I think they could go to the Super Bowl. How about you? I always believe in my birds. <laughs> <laughs> good. All right, so let's talk about our home turf, the link, especially the food. I'm curious, John, how important is food to a fan's stadium experience? So important. Uh, and the interesting thing was, I don't think that there's one thing in stadium that you could probably nail down from any Eagles fan. It's pretty much the same across the board. Give us a little more beer, maybe throw us a hot dog, some chicken and pizza, you know, fries or whatever it is. Oh, yes. yes, those are all great <laughs> things to go and snack on. But in terms of the meals and the food, it's like a competition out there in the parking lot. Have you ever been to a tailgate out there, Trinae? I have. It's I can't even describe the pop and circumstance, but it feels good when you like see old friends and everyone's grilling. You see the big buses. Everyone's drinking. I, I love the experience. Me too. It's the game within the game. You know, like, yeah, it, it really does change the mood of how we walk into the stadium. So that anxiety that I think we're talking about <laughs> during the game, it's just better to have a full stomach. You know, that eases some of that tension. It's obviously a little easier to do that with some hops and some barley, uh, you know, as well, as well there, too. So now we can get a little carried away. And that's where, especially if they don't do well, uh, you know, you're probably going to hear a little more. But, yeah, the. I mean, I, I have such a great time at tailgates. Uh, there's there's some really famous ones and a lot of cool traditions around there, too. So you get so many stories. In fact, there was one time that I was down there that somebody renewed their vows and literally got married oh, and had a whole thing and surprised his wife. And I was like, ah, oh, that's that's pretty amazing. So uh, it, there's just a lot of interesting stories down there. And it never gets old because you always hear new ones every time you go around every season. Right. So I'm thinking chili. I love seeing the cr the homemade crock pots yes. out there. I'm thinking buffalo chicken dip. What are some of the staples you have to have at a tailgate? Uh, the number one thing that you have to have at a tailgate, especially at a 1 p.m. game, is a firm, delicious breakfast sandwich. Now, that can come from a place, and everybody has their own little breakfast sandwich niches. I know there's even a little spot that's uh, that's in the Jetro lot that a lot of people go to, but the breakfast sandwich, I think, is the staple for every Philadelphia Eagles fan. It's, it is the barometer of whether or not I'm going to come over and let you cook at my tailgate. You know, that's that's <laughs> where we start. So Okay, so what's on the breakfast sandwich? Ooh, uh, I mean, pork roll has to be the, the easy fix. 
favorite, uh, but but really any term of pork, uh, pork roll, bacon, <laughs> some sausage. I'm sure there's some great, you know, vegetarian and, and different other like options through there. Uh, I just haven't heard of them. So <laughs> especially not down there. But uh, right, so I can't I, I can't eat pork, but I would go for like a turkey sausage. There and you go. And cheese. Yeah. Yes. I love that. OK, let's say we do the tailgate. We get into the link and we're still hungry. What's our first course? Are we doing cheesesteaks, hot dogs, burgers? What what are we doing? There is a uh, there's a spot in there, and I'm so sorry it's escaping my mind, but they make spectacular f- uh, chicken fingers, and <laughs> they're they're recently new to the stadium, and we got a little taste test of that, and I will totally look them up and shout them out while we're doing so. But uh, um, is that the um is that a Loving honey fried yes, chicken? Yes, yes. Those guys are so, so good. Uh, I would say if you're going to pick anything in the stadium to kind of get that first course in, I would I would start there. Um, but honestly, typically, uh, I would say the, the crab fries are a perfect starter. Uh, you can't really get any better than that. Yes, are they going to rip you off in the stadium? Absolutely they are. They'll probably charge double than what they charge at the chicken Pete's, but it's just the best thing for an entire group, and they do give you a very large bucket to boot. So I would start with one of those two things for sure. And chicken pizza uh, crab fries are personally my favorite. And if you're listening and you're not from Philly, crab fries do not really include actual crab. It's just the Old Bay seasoning, and you got to have the essential cheese dipping sauce. Oh, yes. That's yeah, crucial, crucial. Now, if you want to go in, like, second and third courses, I don't know if we get there. I, and the funny thing is I crowdsource this because I, I was really struggling to get past that. Everyone says the same thing. More beers and especially wins. Wins are more important than food <laughs> while the game is sure. going on. And I think it's the dinner like after the game that's that's like determines the mood and the setting. And like, are you going to have a big family meal? Have you predetermined reservations? Like, do you want to <laughs> hedge your bets and eat emotionally and just go crazy with your like local pizza spot? You know, that's there's a funny. lot of those conversations. Okay, so personally, I love salty stuff. But then when I eat salty stuff, I got to have something sweet. So what kinds of desserts could we get at the link? Uh, there's nothing better than a Rita's water ice, especially at the beginning <laughs> of the season. And I know that's... That's a very no-duh answer, but, like, uh, the mango, when it's 80 or above on a wonderful day and you get a little football, you get a little mango, your chest gets a little rested, a little cooler, and you're just like, oh, I can continue on and I might have another beer. Like, it's a palate cleanser. It's it's perfect. (laughs) Okay, and speaking of beer, what kind of beers are you getting? Uh, I pretty much stick to the domestics. Honestly, there's not much difference if you're drinking in volume and— the recommendation always is to drink the good stuff before you get into the stadium because you can bring anything you want to the parking lot. But when you get in there, you know, like the difference between a Goose Island IPA or whatever the craft beers that they are serving there and the the monstrous, you know, 65-ounce uh, Bud Lights or whatever you can probably get in return, we usually go with the quantity over quality there. So I don't know about you, but that's that's how I roll. That, that sounds good to me. Anything really, like, gross at the link that we should maybe avoid? <laughs> oh, yeah. In particular, they the, I don't know what they were thinking, but uh, you can tell this is just like, well, we've got to have a dish with all the sponsors in it. And apparently they've rolled together a, a brisket 
slash ham croquette that is made by Dunkin' Donuts, you know, mocha, molasses, something on the this breading coating of, of this croquette. And then they also dunk it, speaking of Rita's, in a, a sweet black cherry barbecue sauce that is splattered into there. And it just sounds sweet and disgusting and awful. And because of that, like, I have to go try it now. Like, they've sucked <laughs> me in, and I'll fully report at some point what that tastes like this season. That is Disgusting, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, John, I know you're holding an official tailgate party on Monday. Where can people find you if they want to say hi? Oh, come on down to the gatehouse, which is located in the Navy Yard. There's going to be an all-inclusive event with beers, with food, with all this great stuff. And not just, you know, the the boring hot dogs and, and all that. A, a full gourmet of, you know, filet uh, mignon sliders and things like that. So uh, really impressive stuff from Cavs Catering. And I think we can say this now. If you don't know the band Snack Time Philly, get to know them because they are going to be part of this as well. And we're so excited to have them. But uh, come hang out Monday night for the Vikings. It's a big one. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a name you should probably know because he annoys me and we'll hopefully get into him at some point this season. John Barchard, host of the Eagles podcast, Bell and the Birdman. Thanks so much for being on CityCast Philly. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Can't wait to talk again. This music right here is by that band John mentioned, Snack Time. So if you want to hear more from them and more from John, head over to the Navy Yard on Monday for their tailgate. And find John's podcast, Bell and the Birdman, wherever you listen to CityCast Philly. And here's what else Philly's talking about. The trial of former Philadelphia police officer Eric Rook began this week. He faces third-degree murder in the fatal shooting of Dennis Plowden, an unarmed man. Pennsylvania is expected to receive more than a billion dollars from a major opioid settlement. According to Axios Philadelphia, PA Attorney General Josh Shapiro met with leaders in Delaware and Dauphin counties this week to discuss how local governments will use their portion from the $26 billion multi-state settlement with Johnson & Johnson and other drug companies. And finally, the Wissahickon bike trail bridges are reopening. There's going to be an official reopening celebration tomorrow, Friday, September 16th at 10 box at 10 a.m. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. The one holding it down as our lead producer is Alexandra McMahon. Our producer is Abby Fritz, who makes the show sound so good. And our newsletter editor is Brittany Valentine, who always has really great recommendations. Our host is me, Trinae Nuri. Music is by Philly's own Interminable. This episode was a lot of fun. If you also enjoyed the show, share the link with a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back Tuesday morning with more news from around the city. Bye.